So we start again, I can't believe this has happened really, Rob, but we do start again with some really sad news. I know we made a joke about it last week, but, you know, it, it does keep happening rather worryingly. And we've had another another loss, haven't we? Yeah, we've killed Jeff Beck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm genuinely heartbroken about this. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a tragedy. It really is. It's... Um, I mean, to put some context around this, Jeff Beck, I, I've idolised Jeff Beck my entire life since I was, you know, about 12 years old, basically. I don't play the guitar, but um, I own two guitars, I don't play them, but um, I've, I, as you know, I'm a big, big music guy, and um, I think my dad introduced me to him originally. I've seen him live when I was about 15 or 16, I think, in, in London somewhere, um, and I mean, for me, I mean, this is subjective, obviously, but for me, he's the greatest guitarist to ever live. You know, he, he can make a guitar not sound like a guitar at all. And um, I don't think anyone can can replicate his, his playing. Um, I think Jeff, uh, Jeff, Rick Beato said recently that he, um, he just can't, he can't even attempt to mimic what he does and copy what he does because it's just unplayable. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, he was, was he 78, 77, something like that? Yeah, around that. It was all quite sudden, wasn't it? I think it was a, he contracted something, like a virus or something, and yeah, he's he's gone. It's um, what, what's your uh, your kind of Jeff Beck story? Did you follow him much? Or I don't, I don't really have one. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of his enormous body of work and the influence that he's had. He's frequently referred to as the guitarist's guitarist, isn't he? So you know, I yeah. admire and appreciate his contribution to musical history. But I, yeah, I, I don't. I've never saw him live. I don't have any any stories to tell on that. I'm afraid. The sad thing, uh, the, well, not 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 the saddest thing, but one of the sad things about this is that uh, obviously we, um, me and my dad were talking about it on our family chat on WhatsApp last night when everyone else had gone to bed, and uh, this morning Jen said, um, "Who's who's Jeff Beck?" Then I said, "You probably don't know him, but I don't talk much about him these days. But you know, it's the sort of person I listen to on my own. And I, I'm not surprised you don't know him. But th- but then I said, "You know, Hi Ho Silver Lining," and she went, "Oh, he, he wrote that, did he?" And, yeah, that's that's the only thing you know him for, which would, would haunt. He'd be, he will be turning his grave network now, and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's just such a shame that that's the only song you can. If someone's never heard of Jeff Beck, and you say "Hi Ho Silver Lining," they always go, "Oh yeah," which is just the so far away from what he actually does. But yeah, we need to stop this, Rob. We need to stop this happening. I'm not sure what we do, but it's, it, just to make it clear, it's not really our fault. But it's just a terrible coincidence anyway uh, on to happier things oh, so I'll tell you what I have seen live Guthrie Govan you familiar with Guthrie Govan no I'm not oh if you like it's virtuoso guitarists I'll send you some Guthrie Govan oh yes please <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Guthrie Govan's ever been mentioned on a podcast before I imagine so do you reckon mm. I oh no yeah I mean he's up there with Vi and Satriani you know he's, he's that level why don't I know him I don't know I've got no idea Strange. Yeah, please send some stuff. <laughs> um, right, on to the... We've got a big list here. We probably won't get through all this. Bear in mind that we're normally fighting for stuff last minute over the last couple of shows. We do seem to have a lot of things to talk about. It's mostly specs. I've, I've done a lot of homework this week. Just because of like CES and stuff, there's just a bunch of interesting things to talk about. Yeah. I think what people really want to hear about is your magical mystery tour. Do they really? Do you think they want to hear about that? Um, yeah. So I went somewhere secret, although it remained secret for about a day, and then I blew the cover straight away when I got there. Um, I think, did I mention this a couple of weeks ago? I think I did, didn't I? Where basically I had this, I've got this sponsor, which is a an eSIM app. It's called Aerolo. They're not sponsoring this podcast at all, but I might as well mention their name. Um, and it's just one of those apps that you buy, and then within the app you buy credit while you're abroad for wherever you are. Um, and I just thought, well, why not take it somewhere? Rather than sit in the studio and ramble on about it, why not actually take it and um, and do something with it abroad? So I got Jen to book me a, um, a flight, but I, and it was her idea to book it in, in secret, basically. Um, and the only instruction I gave her was somewhere in Europe, so it's easy to get there and back, and somewhere I've not been before. And um, she booked it, didn't tell me anything about it at all, kept it all quiet. Um, and it turned out, I can say now, it, it turned out to be Brussels, which obviously I found out about when I got to the airport. Um, 
doing like a kind of reveal thing with the envelope, which was nearly, in fact, it was ruined by the police. I don't know if anyone else knows this. I meant, did I, meant, I, don't, I don't think I've mentioned this on, on social media. Um, did I mention it on the Discord server? This is news to me. Is it news? Well, what the, act, the actual emergency service or the uh, or Sting? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Sting. That would be a much better story. Uh, no, it was the it was the the police, the actual police. Basically, I um I had this plan to stand outside um, Birmingham Airport. You can see where this is going. Stand outside Birmingham Airport and do this because Jen had put together like a little a nice little card saying guess where on the front of it, and uh, yeah, I was going to stand there with it, you know, talk a bit about what was going on lift up the envelope, open it, pull out the card and reveal where I was going. And I'm not joking, just as I was lifting out the card, I heard this voice behind me saying, um, hi, sir, what, what, what are you up to? Turned around and it was this very, very nice uh, uh, lady police policewoman who, um, yeah, started to asking me what I was doing. And it was a, an odd conversation because I said straight away, I said, I'm filming a YouTube video, just filming myself. I mean no harm. Um, is that okay? And she said, no, not really. You've got to get permission. Yeah, there's a bylaw apparently at, um, at Birmingham Airport where you, you can't film without permission. But then she said, but, oh, hang on a minute, if, you feel, if you're just filming yourself, no, no one else, that's fine. So I said, okay, that's fine. And then she said, are you getting paid for it? And me being naive just said, yeah, it is. It's a sponsored video. And straight away she said, in that case, you can't do it. So I had to wander off. By this point, I hadn't actually seen what was in the envelope, thankfully. So it, it didn't it didn't spoil the the surprise, but it did completely ruin the flow. All, most of this is in the video, by the way. I'm keeping it in there. Um, but I had to kind of walk around the back and find somewhere else to to finish off that part of it. So that wasn't the best start to the to the video. Well, it could have been worse though, because you can't really stand outside an airport with a big backpack acting strangely these days, can you? You can't, <laughs> no. Especially with a, a, a camera with a dead cat, on, not a literal dead cat, a mic on the top of it. Looks a bit suspicious. Looking back, I probably should have just used my, should have used my phone, really. Someone else said to me, why don't you just film yourself with your phone rather than walking around with this camera with a <laughs> great big you know, mic on the top of it? Um, so yeah, that was a good start. But um, yeah. Brussels, that was the, the destination. And then Jen threw something else in, another kind of curveball, which was the fact that there would be a secret, um, sorry, a, a, another surprise at the other end. And the only clue she gave me was look out for a sign when you reach the, the other side. Straight away, I don't know, what, what would you think if you heard that? What would your guess be? To take you to your mystery location. Exactly. And that's what I thought. However, a couple of minutes later, I thought, hang on a minute. Um, in fact, I didn't put two and two together at this point at all, but I suddenly thought, hang on, Brussels. I know someone who lives in Brussels, which is Patrick Rambles, who's the tech YouTuber who I've done a bit of um, sort of collaborations with. Um, we'll put his uh, YouTube channel in the, in the show notes just because he's great. He's a fantastic channel. Um, but yeah, I suddenly thought, hang on, Patrick lives in Brussels or near Brussels. So I texted him and said, look, I'm, I'm going to, you wouldn't believe this, but I'm actually coming to Brussels this weekend, last minute. Um, why don't we meet up? And he said, yeah, fantastic. And uh, we, we kind of agreed on Sunday to, to meet up. I didn't think anything of it at that point. Went and had some some uh, some uh, lunch. And while I was sitting there, I suddenly thought, surely she hasn't done this, has she? Your mind starts worrying, doesn't it? I thought, there's no way she's kind of somehow arranged for Patrick to, to be at the airport when I get there. Bearing in mind she's never spoken to him. I, I, I don't think, I didn't think she knew where he lived. I, I didn't think she'd put two and two together. And then there's the whole kind of thing of having to contact him and ask this guy to kind of, you know, cancel his Friday night with his family to come and see me at the airport, which is just a bit odd anyway. So I kind of convinced myself that wasn't going to happen, but it was still bubbling away at the back of my mind throughout the entire flight. And, um, and Jen said to me, make sure you're filming as you come through the arrivals part. And I got there and I started to get really nervous. I'd been fine about it up to that point, but when we'd landed and I'd gone through the whole, you know, security thing, I genuinely started to get nervous thinking, what has she done? What, what's going on? And still thinking about this Patrick thing, thinking there's no way he's going to be there at all. Um, but came through arrivals, you know, filming as I was going, and um, lo and behold, there was Patrick with a sign that said, Mark Ellis, uh, famous YouTuber on it. <laughs> It was an amazing, I mean, in terms of the, the way they, they both kind of organised it, without me knowing, was fantastic. Some very good acting going on. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a lovely surprise. It's, it's just great to meet him in person because we've, we've only ever spoken over text, obviously, and uh, video calls and stuff. So it was, um, yeah, it was a really good start to the weekend. Did you compare guns? I, didn't, I wouldn't dare. He's a bit of a unit, isn't he? He's a big guy. 
he's a big guy. No, I'd, I'd um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't embarrass myself like that. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. So yeah. So how? When? When? When's that video coming out? It's the end of this month. It's got to go through some approvals and stuff, as all these things do normally. Um, but yeah, it should be towards the end of January, I think. And uh, it's, it's done. I mean, it's edited and pretty much ready to go. But I just need the thumbs up from them before I schedule it. And the pe- Patreons will get a. Uh... An, ex- an, uh, an extended director's cut. Yeah, yeah, it's, which is basically going to be a bunch of footage from from Brussels, really, edited to, to, to music. But because I came back with like seventy gig of of um, footage from the FX three, and then a bunch of stuff from a drone and other bits and pieces. It's um, how many batteries did you get through on the, on the FX three? Yeah, about one. Really, it's unbelievable. Those Sony batteries. I don't, I'm not sure what they, which ones they are, but they're the latest Sony batteries are just incredible. I've only got two. I only ever take two with me. And I never, ever get through both of them, no matter what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, probably probably one and a bit, possibly. Interesting, because the old ones were rubbish, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ones that I had in my um, A7S II were awful. Yeah, absolutely terrible. So, yeah, so what... what uh, I, I've got two questions for you. Well, probably yep. three, actually, if we, <coughs> if we have time. But the... Uh, what do you think of Brussels? Lovely. Really nice. Have you been? Oh yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, well, it's it's nice, but I I visited it on a day trip out from Bruges. Oh. Bruges is lovely. Yes, I've not been to Bruges, but I've heard a lot about it. Oh, you got to go to Bruges. Have you seen in Bruges the film? I've not. No. Oh, you have to see that, and then you have to see the new one with uh, which is basically in Bruges in Ireland or uh, <laughs> Banshees of Inisherin. Which is you know written by the same guy, directed by the same guy. It's got Colin Farrell and the other guy, Gleason. I forget his first name. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I can't think of what his first name is. So I haven't seen that yet. But if you if you if you like dark comedy, and we're talking like jet black comedy yep. here, love it. Uh, I, I think yeah, you'd get on with certainly in Bruges and uh, and almost certainly uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that, sort of it? next up on my to watch list. I think it's on Disney Plus. Okay, I'll check it out. So yeah, so so Brussels, nice. Did you go and see our empty flagpole? No, I didn't. <laughs> I totally forgot to do that. Um, I didn't spend very long in that part of it, in, in, in near the EU, to be honest. But um, I didn't have a huge amount of time. I had a, had a day and a bit basically. But the, the challenge that I had because I didn't know where I was going, I had to. And Jen did some homework for me, thankfully, bless her. So she put some stuff together. But I basically had the Friday night from about 10 o'clock in the evening to to you know to put together my plan for what to do so i didn't even really think of that but then someone else mentioned it as well i thought oh, damn it. so how, how many waffles did you consume during your trip two only two i think well two, maybe three only two. That's, that's very restrained and yeah and how, how many different local beers did you try <laughs> a few not too many i did i did sample a few though i won't lie all on expenses obviously um it, it, they're so strong though it's hard to find a beer beneath five percent um i mean over here we get you know you can quite easily find a three and a half four percent beer i mean probably four and a half is probably about the average i think in, in the uk over there the average is about eight <laughs> um there was one in the hotel which was a, a whiskey infused beer which was 11.2 percent yikes i looked at that and thought should i <laughs> um i didn't um but yeah, I mean, it's it's very nice beer, but it's very strong. Did, did you have Zot? No, I didn't. No, so I didn't Zot, Zot. Zot is from a brewery in Bruges called the Half Moon Brewery, and they, you can do a tour of it. It's a very good tour. In fact, there's just loads of stuff to do in Bruges. You should have gone to Bruges, basically, I think is the moral I'll of the I'll do that song. next. <laughs> you, should, uh, you would get a just unbelievable B-roll in Bruges. That was a slight challenge with 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 um, Brussels. Actually, as nice as it, I, I loved the place, it felt very safe. It was um, it was an interesting city, nice city to walk around, easy to get around. Um, but yeah, in terms of getting B roll, you had to be cr- quite creative. Really, it wasn't that straightforward. Whereas I, I guess somewhere like Bruges might be a little bit more photogenic. What souvenirs did you bring back? What did I bring back? Uh, chocolate. Right, okay, in the in the normal shape or. Uh what's the what's the what's the normal shape well just your sort of squares and circles and yeah basically squares basically did you not find that any any purveyors of chocolate also had chocolates in in other shapes oh i think i know what you're referring to <laughs> and i think i got some footage of that as well <laughs> I just I think. That was my, one of my my sort of 
over what you know the, my strongest memories of of my trip to belgium was that just you you do just everywhere there's chocolate willies everywhere yeah you can't avoid yeah. them yeah I, I didn't buy one because getting it back would have been quite difficult but i, I certainly got some footage <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's only chocolate that i brought back actually nothing else but um yeah I'd, I'd, i think i'd go again i think it was it was a nice place nice people nice fries actually as well because obviously fries were from from belgium originally which i didn't know but they were invented in belgium so you you're being sponsored by and i've forgotten the name already aerolo aerolo did it work was it good it did yeah really straightforward is that your first experience of e-sims um well i've used my own e-sim over here but not abroad this is the first e-sim i've bought through an app and then installed through the app and and i, I did it on the pixel 7 pro just out of interest it was through android um but yeah it was done i mean you, you see it I, I go through the setup in the video and i hadn't done the setup before either this was a completely cold thing so i, I did it off off the cuff basically um yeah really really straightforward um you, you basically buy the number of yeah, the, the amount of data that you want and for how long and uh, where you go you can choose the network and that sort of stuff as well it was a it was a yeah pretty pretty seamless thing really i mean the, the thing is with these sort of products they're not particularly exciting you know it's a, an eSIM app you can't really and, and bearing in mind this is a dedicated video so it's, it's supposed to be completely about that thing i can't do that for 10 minutes i mean can you imagine a just an eSIM review it's going to be pretty dull isn't it hence the reason for doing this um and who knows, it might be something that if, if it works out okay, we, we, we might do more of them. Um, I do enjoy these kind of, this, this sort of video making. It's, it's, it's much more, um, it, it, obviously it's a, it's a nice change to filming in here. Um, it's hard work. I mean, I, I mentioned this in the newsletter this week. It's, if you'd watched me on Instagram over the weekend, it did look like one pretty you know, epic piss-up and uh, waffle-eating contest, but um, you only see snippets of that, obviously, on, on Instagram. And it, it is genuinely hard work. You've got to kind of um, build this narrative around what you're doing. And the, the worst thing about it is that you never... It always feels like whatever you've filmed is disjointed and you've forgotten things and... You never know what it's like until you get it back and you start editing it. Um, and normally it's absolutely fine, but that never stops you worrying that you're creating some absolute monster or incoherent mess, basically. Um, that's the thing that I do struggle with these with these sorts of projects. But yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's been great. No, oh, it's genius. A genius story to wrap the product in. I'm looking forward to seeing it. So yeah, end of the month, I'll look out for that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, what else have we got on the list before we get to... CES and Samsung and stuff like that. Oh, do, do we want to talk about Solo Club and Medium Academy? <laughs> well, the Medium Academy, I mean, I won't bore the audience with that, but that, that is underway in terms of the planning. Um, anyone who wants to get involved in that, I'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, yeah, the, the kind of Ali Abdal-inspired uh, Medium Academy will be going live in March for the first cohort. And uh, I'm, I'm, it's a bit boring at the minute. I'm just spending time getting it all ready and getting all the course material together and hopefully getting people to join fairly soon as well. So really excited about that. This introductory session, you're running two sessions at slightly different dates and times to account for time zones and stuff, I imagine. And they are free to attend. Yeah. Is there a limit on attendees? Are you, are you approaching capacity yet? No, not, no, it's not, I mean, it's, I think it's, a I'm using Zoom for it. So it's a hundred, I think a hundred uh, attendees that I've got on the package that I use. I won't hit that with this, but yeah, so there's two, <clears throat> these these are related to the Academy, but they're completely free. So I did these last year, actually. I know you, you came on board, didn't you, for, for one of them. You had a, an interesting name. What was your name on? Oh, I can't remember. Something Trousers. Off. Yeah. St Steve, Steve Trousers or something, probably. <laughs> Steve Trousers. I, I genuinely didn't click that it was you. Um, but yeah, I did these last last year, and it was, it's just me really going through the ebook that I wrote last year and inviting questions and stuff and yeah completely free a couple of different dates i'm doing this before the actual academy goes live so again i'll put some stuff in the in the show notes if anyone wants to, to jump on and do is that is that the same again you're just, you're sort of doing that again running through your ebook yeah the, the exact same format basically um yeah same same thing same same topics and stuff although i did learn a few things from those last two that i did so i'll be obviously changing up a little bit but it's um and that they'll probably be an ongoing thing i'm probably going to keep those going throughout the year partly because i enjoyed doing them and as you'd guess as a you know i'll be completely upfront about it is a way it's a way to get people into the academy if they if they enjoy it and they think they could get more out of it 
it's a top of the funnel lead thing, as we used to say in that in that business. Um, but yeah, yeah. So 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 what I'm getting at is so this is this, this is an introductory session to you know for you to give the high level view, talk through your ebook, hopefully sell some ebooks to people who perhaps haven't read it already, uh, and as a a gateway to the full course. And when's yep. when's that happening? That's in March. So that's happening towards the end of March. Yeah. Nice. Exciting times. It's exciting, yeah. It's a bit nerve-wracking. It's the first time I've done this before. I'm getting some help with it. So I've got a guy that I'm working with who's acting as a bit of a, a mentor for it. He's got a lot of experience in doing this sort of stuff. So um, I'm, that's one of my things this year. I'm getting help with stuff because um, I can't do it all. And every every business book and every business podcast you listen to says, invest in help. <laughs> don't Don't try and do everything yourself. And that's, yeah, that's one of my... One of my goals for this year, which will hopefully work. Does that not make your other project entitled Solo Club a little disingenuous? Not at all, Rob. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so Solo Club is it's a um, it's basically a, a brand. I'm 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 it's it's a thing that I'm using to wrap up all this kind of educational things stuff that I'm doing, whether it be the academy or these free webinars or the Skillshare stuff or all the Substack um, newsletter that I'm now publishing every week. Um, it's just a it's, a, it's a reference to solopreneur, which normally I hate made up words like that, but it's, I, I quite like that one because it does, it kind of accurately, dis- accurately describes what I do and what a lot of people do, which is this kind of entrepreneurial thing, but you don't really have a desire to build a team around it in terms of an internal a team that you're paying on PAYE and having all the HR stuff that comes with that. Um, I want to have a team, but they, I want those people to be remote and completely independent, not have the HR headaches. I've got no interest in that at all. I've been through that in, in a past life. Um, and it's apparently known as being a solopreneur. And um, it's just a way of wrapping something around all of this stuff that I'm doing, which is separate to the reviews. It, you know, it's not me reviewing MacBook Airs and uh, talking about you know, Samsung Galaxy phones and stuff. It's it's completely separate to that. Um, but yeah, hopefully that makes sense. I've got a nice logo for it. And there's going to be some apparel and stuff possibly as well. Is that from your, your usual designer that did all your... Mark Ellis reviews branding and eight or sixteen branding and all that. No, it's just someone different actually. Yeah, I used someone different, not for any bad reason. Just I thought I'd. Um, I think I had some credit on Fiverr. I thought I'll give that a go. <laughs> That's very nice. Fiverr's great, by the way. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, again. I'll put stuff. This feels like a massive plug for for stuff that I'm doing at the moment, doesn't it? That was this, yeah. No, it's my fault. So just just to give some some background insight into this, Mark is always very not not shy about but like he always cringes because you can't see him obviously listen to this he always cringes whenever i start pushing him on talking about all the cool stuff he's up to so yeah this is my fault so if this has bored you i apologize <laughs> no you're doing my job for me this is this is viral this is uh, guerrilla marketing it's what I, I used to do this for a living so it's um yeah i don't know i don't know if it's i feel uncomfortable with it i think it's just it's, it's, it's important that we talk about these things because, you know, there's an audience. We, we've got quite a sizable audience now for this podcast. I suppose what I worry about is people tune in to listen to us talk about, you know, nightmare and um, people randomly dying before the podcast and stuff. And um, But, yeah, no, you're right. It's, we do have to mention these things because there, there may be people out there that I can help and might find this interesting. The Substack thing, actually, I think is, is gen- generally worth having a look at because... Again, it's free. It's a newsletter I'm sending out every week, and it's completely different to what I do elsewhere. It's me talk. It's me sharing even more about the business and thoughts that I have each week about this whole creator economy thing. And so, yeah, it's um, might be worth a checking that out. And thank you to anyone who's joined that, by the way, because it's it's done. It's been quite surprising how many people have have signed up and and uh, got involved, despite having no content currently. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. It had about 80, 80 subscribers. I hadn't sent a single thing out. And that's quite, again, that's quite nerve-wracking because you think, I've got to live up to this, that these people are expecting an email on Friday. What if it's terrible? Um, hopefully it wasn't. But, uh, yeah, the amount of um, trust people put in you is mind-boggling. <laughs> oh, you've got a good track record. People have faith. They believe you're going to do good things. So, Fingers crossed I can live up to that. Thank you. Portmanteau. That's the word I think you were looking for, for a combination of two words. Solopreneur. Ah, uh, that's what it is. That's but a, they that's just, a great they just word. become normal words, don't they? Like podcast. Podcast isn't a real word. That's very true. 
Uh, what was the, the origins of podcast? I, I, if I recall, if I recall correctly, is it's a mixture of iPod and broadcast, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, but I remember. Now, I've ca- it's just the norm, isn't it? Where, where did you remember that from? I heard that on a. Funnily enough, I heard that relatively recently. I think on the Chris Moles Show podcast, okay. they were talking about it because they've done it. For, they've been done podcasts for years, and I'm sure that I'm sure it was mentioned on that recently. Weirdly, interesting. Um, but yeah, the fact it, it relates to the iPod is great, I think. Old school. Old school indeed. So, yeah, so now we've done plugging your stuff, should we talk about yep. some tech? Yeah, let's do it. Samsung first? <sighs> I'll see how I have gone then. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of enthusiasm there, Rob. Let's talk about Samsung. Well, this um, is actually quite interesting, I think. This is quite... Is. I'm, I'm, I'm ex- I've got the same problem with Samsung that I do about Microsoft, which is that I get really excited because it all looks brilliant on paper and then you get it and it's crap. <laughs> so well, I'm going to take I all think, this with a pinch of salt, but I am excited for it. Yeah. I suppose to, just to play devil's advocate with that, it's, it's, it's disappointing, I think. It raises your hopes. The S22 Ultra in the UK is the perfect example of this. Lovely phone. It's just a bit crap when it comes down to it um, in several areas, several really important areas. And it's just a shame. I think I've said this before on this podcast. I, I'm regularly disappointed and feel genuinely sorry this is happening with Samsung because I, I actually like, I want to like their stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I like the watch. What happened with the watch? That was your favourite thing for about three days. Yeah, but then I got this, didn't I? <laughs> I still like that. I've, I keep thinking, actually, I need to try out the Galaxy 5. I might, I might do that. I might spend a couple of weeks with it, possibly. Um, yeah, see, see how well it works with your Pixel 7. <laughs> yeah, I've gone back to the Flip 4, though. I'm not, I'm not using the Pixel at the moment. I've gone back to the Flip 4. Why is that? Has your Pixel 7 spontaneously combusted? Not, not, no, no, that's a Samsung problem. I mean, I, when I said spontaneously combusted, what I meant was you know, the spontaneous glass shattering shattered. of the glass. No, thankfully not. I've not had that issue yet. No, I, I just fancied getting back on the, on the Flip. I kept, I kept opening that drawer full of phones and seeing the Flip 4 in there. I, every time I opened it, I thought... I should be using that phone. Um, so I've done that. Um, but Samsung, on a bit of a tangent, they have they do have this new monitor on the way, don't they? Which looks spookily Apple Studio Display-like, doesn't it? It does. It's probably even using the same panel, isn't it? It probably is, to be fair, because it's 5K, isn't it? Yeah. 27-inch, P3 colour... Got a 4K detachable webcam. Well, so that's obviously going to be better than the one built into the studio display, which is clearly what this is going up against. Yeah, that's not hard though, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, HDR 600, no local dimming, matte finish. Yeah, so that's the so yeah, so I mean, clearly, it, so it's got an aluminium chassis, so it looks very studio display, a bit like that multimedia display that that, that came out last year. Do you remember that one? I do. Yeah. That, that, that basically looked like a, an iMac, didn't it? Yeah, yep. So they've done the same again. But this, but the, well, the the one that they released last year, which was more of a multimedia monitor, that was metal effect plastic. From what I understand, this new one it's called a View Viewfinity S Nine. It's got a, an aluminium chassis. It's got tilt and swivel as standard, so that's not a, an optional extra. You can you, you know you can turn the whole thing round into portrait, and it's got a matte finish as standard. But what we don't know is the price. So I, but I think even with those features, they could probably charge Studio Display money because, as you say, I mean it's twenty-seven inch, it's full five K, ninety-nine percent DCI P three. It's got a not crap webs webcam i mean the hdr is a bit pony uh, hdr 600 but that's the same as the studio display mm. so we're not we won't dock on for that but what is really cool is the smart calibration feature have you seen that no so you know on, on recent apple tvs you can use your iphone to calibrate your tv and, and it does you, you hold your phone camera up to your tv and then it'll adjust um everything to, to to make it as accurate as it can it does that basically but with a with okay. a samsung 5k display and a, and a galaxy phone nice and it, is it it's also a tv as well hasn't it got the tv stuff built in have i got that right i don't know they've got another one that i think does that they've also got okay. a, a 4k variant 
which is basically the same thing but with a 4k panel but no one cares about that it's this it's this you know finally a viable studio display uh 5k alternative yeah um but yeah it comes down to price really it does it'd be fascinating wouldn't it Hmm. i think it'd be a bit cheaper than the studio display i don't think i think they'll be app at their own game with that i think they'll they'll drop it a bit it still won't be cheap i don't think but like you say it shouldn't be it shouldn't be budget because it's got some what look like really nice features um yeah i can't wait i'll, I'll but definitely be getting one to, to try out and pitching against the studio display well, if you if you had um, your minions reach out to samsung see if i'll send you one i have yeah i can't say much more but um, <laughs> who knows we'll see. <laughs> um yeah so that's and then obviously we've got the galaxy unpacked event haven't we on the 1st of Feb, 6pm UK time, I think. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the, the S23 isn't going to be a massive upgrade, is it? It's going to look pretty similar. The the Ultra... Well, no, the, no, no, it's not going to look pretty similar. Have you seen the, okay. the leaked photos? No, but I've just seen your note here about the camera bump not yeah. being there. So on, on the S22, you had that sort of very pronounced metallic looking camera bump apparently that's going to be going and the 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 individual camera lenses will be protruding like they do on the s22 ultra so all right. you know whether you've got an s22 or uh, sorry an s23 s23 plus or s23 ultra they'll all have a similar design language including the ultra which apparently is going to have a, a flush a flat display which is yeah. one of my least favorite things about the s22 ultra is the rounded edges now that Me i've too. i've sort of got used to the the flush displays on the the iphone since the 12 when they made the all square edges and the nothing phone which is obviously an iphone pro max ripoff so yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite interested actually yeah me too i didn't realize the, i thought that i thought the camera bump was just the um just for the ultra still i didn't realize they were going to put that across the entire range if these leaks these leaked photos are to be believed there yeah you're just going to have three different sizes of phones that look like the s22 ultra but with flat edges and a flush display nice and all having proper snapdragon processors so yeah i was about nice. to say that's the big the big news for uk people is is that isn't it we're, we're going to get the proper chip the the x in from what we're t- i mean I, d- I think this is pretty much nailed on isn't it um from what we hear the xenos is is no more in this in these phones so that's um that is really good news but we're going to pay for it. Uh, yeah. All the rumours are suggesting there's going to be quite a significant price hike to the tune of 100 of whatever your local currency is. There will be, but you'll still get those amazing trading deals, won't you? Which, even now, I think you can register for, uh, is it $50 off or some things? So if you register early to pre-order, they give you a $50 credit. Well, you can in the US, on. I don't think it applies here. I think you can here as well. No, I had a look because I, oh, really I, I, I would have done it, but it doesn't seem to be the case here. Well, US but, listeners, you're, you're lucky. But, um, but even regardless well, just, of that... I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no obligation on that either. You just need to give them your email address. You just need to say, I'm thinking about buying a, an S23 series phone and you'll get the credit. There you go, yeah. It'd be in- interesting to see what they do in terms of um, bundles as well because normally you can get a free pair of Galaxy Buds or something, can't you? Um, they are quite generous. They're certainly a lot more generous than, than Apple when it comes to the trade-in value and, like I say, any of the extras they throw in. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see what they do. There's the whole talk of this um, potential 200-megapixel camera for the uh, the Ultra, the S23 Ultra, which we know doesn't mean a huge amount, but um, they've been flexing their muscles, haven't they, with this sensor that is apparently going into it. There's a big, a big blown-up photo of a cat's face on a... A billboard, a billboard that had been printed apparently from this uh, sensor, um, which looked quite impressive. But uh, yeah, well, re- remains to be seen. What I mean, again, it would just be nice for them to get photos working consistently, no matter the conditions, and be more iPhone-like, really. Yeah, well, it, it, it's when I was running both, uh, you know, an iPhone Pro and the S twenty two Ultra side by side, and taking the same photos on each. The thing that annoyed me the most about the S twenty two Ultra was the the time it took for the camera app to launch and the shutter lag. If they can fix that, I'll be very happy. Yeah, I agree. Because it just takes some lovely photos, but it has to be the right conditions. It has to be perfect. It has to be the right conditions, and you have to take it half a second before you actually want <laughs> to take the photo. 
which you can't do with kids, can you? That's just <laughs> you impossible. So yeah, we shall see. Do we care about anything else that they'll unveil? There'll be more foldy phones and. Well, that won't be this one, will it? Not. That's going to no. That's a separate event normally, isn't it? Because when was the flip and the fold? When did they come in? That was. That was after the S twenty two launch, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm fairly sure they stagger them out. I should know this really. I covered it all, um, but it was definitely later in the year. So you reckon it's all going to be galaxies? Galaxies. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we shall see. Um, on to CES 2023, which I didn't go to. Um, it didn't really work out this year, but I will definitely be going next year. Because I think the, the general consensus is that it was a good one. And from what I've seen of it, it looked it looked pretty impressive. There's some pretty cool stuff going on, including a BMW that you can change the colour of with your, with your smartphone. Do you see that? I haven't seen that, no. Very weird. Very, completely pointless. But yeah, it was like a... <laughs> A concept BMW, which you, you literally could just, there's an app for it and you can make it change colour. Press a button. It talks to you as well. It's got this weird kind of mouth on the front of it. Um, there's a very awkward video of the tech chap talking to this car. Like Kit. Yeah, it, very weird. Um, <laughs> but interesting. And selfishly, in terms of, you know, getting plenty of views on your social content, pretty pretty handy for that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think it looked pretty good. I mean, was, was there anything that jumped out for you? Well. Mostly, no. I thought it was a bit meh. But the one thing that stood out to me was the the, the Withings Wythe. I don't know what, I, I can't, I don't know how it's pronounced. You know that the, they started off making smart scales. Is it Withings or Wythings? I've always said Withings. I've always said Withings. I think it's probably Wythings because they're, you know, smart internet connected Wi-Fi devices. So I had their first ever scale. I've still got it, actually. It's probably about 15 years old or something now, but it still works. And they still support it. It still automatically wow. uploads all of the data to the to the Withings cloud and you can still access all your stuff via their app. Nice. Brilliant. Um. And so they do all kinds of quantified self things. So you know I'm all about the quantified self. I've got a stupid smart water bottle that logs my water intake and I've got the Apple Watch for all my steps and runs and whatever else that I want to record in my sleep. Um, and actually before I had the Apple Watch, I, you know, I've, I've always had, since they've been available, I had the first ever Fitbit. It was the first device with an OLED, OLED display that I've had. And, I, you know, I've had various, like, Microsoft bands and, and other stuff. I'm, I'm really into quantified self, is the moral of this story. Withings at CES this year launched a device that lives in your toilet. <laughs> okay. Did you see that one? I, remember, I saw you mentioned it on the, uh, the Discord server, but I... I didn't get involved um unfortunately sell it to me no <laughs> this, uh, even as someone who likes to record everything because i'm all about the data that's that's too far so but essentially it analyzes your we and uh you can make some decisions based on the data that comes back from that it's a bit like um i think Justin made this observation on the server as well. You ever seen The Island, the Michael Bay film, The Island, with Ewan McGregor and... Have I seen that? Someone. Scarlett Johansson, maybe? I think I have. If I have, it was, it was completely forgettable. I've got a feeling I watched it. It was Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. So, yeah, basically in that, they would get up and they'd do their morning business. And then when they got to the canteen, the analysis from their morning business would determine what they could have for breakfast. So it's it's basically that. So if you've seen the island and you remember that that scene, it's it's that. I'm just looking at the uh, the website now. Is this a this is a, a consumer product? Is it? Oh, I, I there's there's a there's a professional version as well. But no, you you can buy this if you would like. The tagline for it is the the first hands free connected home urine lab. I'm glad it's hands free. <laughs> You wouldn't want hands-on with that, would you? Mm, well, quite. Um, so, you know, it, I mean, it, it looks unobtrusive. It would just, you know, live in, in your toilet bowl doing its thing. And and to be fair, it says, welcome to a new era for urinalysis. Is that a real word? That is a real word, yeah. Okay. Well, so, you know, you know, normally you'd have to pee into a pot and take it to your GP. Don't have to anymore. How were they demonstrating this at CES, did you see? I dread to think. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
I, no, I did not. I, I haven't seen any video footage. I, mi- I missed. I missed that tech chat uh, reel. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't know if I want to go next. You know. Um, okay, was that the only thing that stood out for me? Yeah. Well, well, there was there was something else, but uh, but yeah, you, would you be interested in trying one of those? Um. I just don't know how I'd make a video about that if it was a if it was a video review. I'd write about it because that's easy. Well, not easy, but it's uh, less embarrassing. I just don't know. Imagine having to because it's a t- to be fair, it's a tech product. They want they'll they'll want people why things with things whatever they're called. They'll want influencers and YouTubers and people to to demonstrate it and you know, use their influence to to recommend it. But how on earth do you make a video about that? You're in kind of naked attraction territory, aren't you? <laughs> one for the UK audience there. Um, but again, I mean, this is the thing with CES. You do get these weird, that, you know, colour changing BMW is pointless. This isn't pointless, but it's a bit awkward, isn't it? And if you're British, it's a little bit... Um, but it, it actually it kind of garners interest. It's uh, And you, you'll only ever see this stuff at CES to begin with. Yeah. That's yeah. the key thing. So I guess, I mean, the, the, the only, other, the only uh, other things, there are two other things that stood out to me one was from i don't know how to pronounce it but i think it's like yukai engineering now they've come up on this podcast before with the uh amigami ham ham which was like a sort of uh, a robot kitten into which you inserted your finger and it would chew your finger you remember that yeah well anyway they're back they've got a, a breathing pillow okay so it's a pillow it's a pillow that you hold and it breathes and you sort of synchronize your breathing with it and it will sort of get you into a calm state or something okay so yeah go and check that out go and check yeah link in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> this um, is the worst ces review ever isn't it yeah these, these are the uh, only things we've picked out and i suppose the only thing that i think you know, i could see would actually benefit my life was the lg wireless tv Okay. Do you hear about this? No, I've missed this as well. So you've got like full, full uh, definition wireless TV. So LG have got uh, have developed some sort of wireless technology where you do not have to have a wire between the thing you want to broadcast to it. Don't all TVs TV. have that though? What, what am I missing with that? But that's normally heavily compressed. Right. So you know you you, you can't currently wirelessly stream a four K. Okay. Whatever. So, so we like lossless, about, lossless, yeah, lossless, lossless, lossless wireless TV. Is, yeah, that's an excellent okay. way to describe it. So I, I don't know what stage that's at, but that uh, seems like the future, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, that, that I, I've got nothing else to add to, to from CES this year, but that's part of the reason I want to go because I think there's, there's so much there. Yeah, you, know, you hear about people walking thirty miles a day, don't you, just to get around all the booths and stuff. Um, there's clearly a lot of stuff to to be seen, but I think I, I want to come back to this this podcast in a year's time, having actually been there. I think, and hopefully with a few stories. Um, I think it's nice they're still doing it. Really, it would have been easy for that. Well, not easy, but it, it, you could have. We could we could be living in a world now where something like CES doesn't exist anymore. Um, you know, a lot of the big brands aren't there. I know you get the likes of um, Sony, etc. There. I don't. Know if, was Samsung there? I don't think they were. Were they? Don't think so. Obviously, Apple haven't been there. Well, for well, they a long they, long they were for their so their their automotive and their um, home appliances and their storage arm were there. So they did they did show off some interesting developments in those areas, some washing machines and some new kind of memory NAND flash chips and stuff. But that reminds yeah. me, actually, you mentioned automotive. Then um, Sony obviously were there, but they were there showing off. I don't think they didn't show it, but they talked about their. Um, their EV, didn't they? Their, their forthcoming partnership with Honda, which is going to result in a Sony car in two or three years' time. Did you see that? I didn't, but oh. I hope they call it the Driveman. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's an awesome idea. I don't think it is called that. It's called the Afela, A F E E L A. That's rubbish. That's a missed opportunity, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Terrible. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think that was at CES. It was mentioned at CES anyway. Um, so yeah, there was, again, again, I've got nothing else to add. But next year, hopefully, we'll have a really, a really in-depth chat about my me wandering around um, Vegas. You're gonna try and get to an Apple event. You've seen my AirPods Max content, Rob. There's no way I'm on their <laughs> in their good books. Um, I've kind of accepted that I'll never be invited to an Apple event 
because I, I have I've been fairly disparaging as much as I, I love some of their stuff and I do you know give relatively good reviews for some of it um I've been fairly would you say that I mean this is the, the impression I get of myself when it comes to Apple if I was in Apple PR if I was tasked with keeping an eye on YouTubers and reviewers and things if I came across me I'd be a I'd, I wouldn't be convinced that guy needs to be invited to to the spaceship campus i don't think you've been blacklisted either like techno buffalo did back in the day well, hopefully remember, not remember that story uh, no remind me so uh, he, he put out a video with a replica iphone you know like a shop display a fake one he put out a video and uh, apple pr got in touch with him and said you need to take that video down because it gives the impression that you've got one and you haven't and we know you haven't because no one does <laughs> so you, you can you know you need to take that down, and and he, and he didn't, and then he was just blacklisted from Apple PR forevermore. Oh, John Rettinger, think, um, as he goes now, isn't he? he's not Techno Buffalo. He sold that, and he's now just himself, isn't he? But yeah, so yeah, I don't think I, I think if you'd done anything that really upset them, you would know about it. I have spent the last two years throwing the AirPods Max case around the studio. That if I was them, that would piss me off. <laughs> I've, I've overdone it now. I think with that with that little skit, I've done it too much now. There's, every time I've worked it into a video, I think this is now one too many, and I've done that several times now. <laughs> if 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 they're paying attention to that, yeah, just out of spite, I wouldn't invite myself to an Apple event. I might mm. be wrong. Who knows? Maybe I'll get invited, but I, I don't know. I can't really see it happening. Um, I don't mind if I don't. It would be great to go. Don't get me wrong. It would be, be amazing to go there and check it out. Um, but... But I mean, you could you could apply for the ballot and pay to go to to WWDC. I could do. There is that option. Go. But then I feel like I failed a bit. Like I'm a failed YouTuber. <laughs> I had to pay to go there when you got your your MKBHDs and I Justine swanning in and having dinner with Tim Cook. Yeah. I don't know. It, it might be an, an irrational fear. I don't know. But I just I just can't see it happening. Um, well, I mean, you hit ninety k recently. You'll be in hundred k soon. Yep. Maybe you'll be. Maybe you'll get on their radar. Maybe. Who knows? Although I've seen smaller channels get stuff sent from Apple. They've had review review units and stuff. So fifty k channels have, have received things I've seen. Um, so they they clearly keep an eye on the the lower end of our market, which is quite interesting. I suppose oh. they have to, really, don't they? Yeah. Well, you bollocks it up then, haven't you? I have. I've got past <laughs> it. Yeah. I see it now. I'm, I'm stuffed. <laughs> I'll get in with Samsung instead. Um, there's a, a public service announcement here about stamps. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, stamps have got like barcodes on them now, haven't they? This is of no interest to anyone outside the UK. But uh, your, your old fashioned non barcode stamps will. There's the deadline at the end of this month where you have to have traded them in. Although they will still keep working for six months, apparently. So I'm not sure what this deadline is about. But there is a service where you can trade in your old stamps for the new ones that have got barcodes on. So yeah, so if you've got a drawer full of stamps that, will, that uh, don't have barcodes on, you need to go and get those exchanged ASAP. <laughs> wow, wow, I mean, the only reason I brought it up was because it just it got me thinking about the sort of interesting things that they could do with that. So, I mean, I don't know what the, the, I think the purpose is at the moment is that you can attach a digital message to your physical post, like a video or a message or something. So the recipient can scan the stamp and get some additional content. Thank Rob for that. If we ever make a TikTok account for eight or 16, that would be a snippet. We'd clip that, stick it straight on the TikToks. It would, it would go viral. But yeah, clearly they've, they've got bigger plans for it than that. That can't be the only reason they've done it, apart from to get everyone to clear out all of their old, you know, pre-decimal stamps that they've got knocking about. I, I'm just thinking, have <laughs> I got any stamps? I don't and, think I've got any stamps. So I'm trying to think. No, probably not. Well, it's, yeah. it's valuable information. So, um, so it's just, yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what they plan on doing with it, but yeah, I'm just... It just got me thinking about the sort of things that they could do with it, and it just might be interesting, you know, sort of uh, like you know, augmented reality kind of stuff popping out of the envelope and that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know if they have any plans to do that. That's just me going off on my. Maybe that will come in with Apple VR. Maybe there'll be some kind of stamp integration. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Uh, that brings us on to 2023, doesn't it? We haven't got a huge amount of time left, but um, 
you know, what we're expecting from 2023. What, what do you think this year? I've written a bit about this recently in terms of the um, what I'm what I'm looking forward to, mainly from Apple's perspective. Um, but what's your if we if we just stick with Apple for a minute? What what what's your thoughts about 2023 in terms of what they might do, what they might not do? Is there anything you're looking forward to in particular? Um, no, I think it's going to be rubbish. I think we've. Uh, I think this is, you know, the 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 peak of the output from the dark times during the pandemic. We're sort of coming to the to the peak of that cycle where productivity would have been at an all time low, and then you know you've got the the cost of living crisis globally. You've got the semiconductor shortage is still causing problems for all kinds of industries. So yeah, it's it's going to be dull i think it's going to be just those years where, where there are incremental updates to stuff that if you need a new one there'll be a new one for you to buy but it's probably not going to be all that much exciting to to look at i mean certainly in terms of the sort of leaks coming out from the the usual suspects your germans and your ming chi quos and so forth like the m2 macbook pros have been pushed back apparently because they were supposed to come out for spring and that's not going to happen now there's not going to be uh, AirPods Max Mark II this year. All the rumored budget AirPods. There are supposed to be some like $99 AirPods SE in development, aren't there? Mm. Uh, I mean, bizarrely, there might be a, the return of the big HomePod. I've seen a lot of noise about that. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff about that recently, hasn't there? Which I, I can't get that excited about it, but I, I've, ne- I've never heard. Have you, have you heard one? I think we've no. talked about this before, haven't we? Have you had. No, because I've not, I've never heard, I've never been in the same room as one, so I'd love to just experience it and see what it's like. But it's a bit of an odd thing to, it, uh, the worrying thing about that, it feels a bit like clutching at straws, doesn't it? Like we're going to have to, pack, we have to bring something out this year. Um, because, I mean, go back to German, pretty much everything he said recently is, don't expect anything from Apple this year, apart from this reality OS, XR OS mixed reality thing um he seems to be suggesting that they're putting a lot of their resources into that um and th- from my perspective I, that excites me because i haven't got a clue what they're going to do with it and selfishly it, it could potentially be quite a content uh, rocket ship in that respect a bit like the you know the apple watch ultra and a few other things last year but um ev- as for everything else it's going to be not great isn't it although <laughs> There's the Mac Pro. I think we, we surely we have to see that this year. And again, selfishly, that's something that's going to be very interesting to talk about and see what they do with it. There's the whole thing about the top tier of that um, spec that they were thinking about being scrapped because no one's going to buy it, basically, and it's going to cost too much to make and all the rest of it. Um, but there's going to be a, a new Mac Pro in some form, isn't there, with Apple Silicon? Yeah, but I think it's going to be rubbish because it's just going to have an M2 Ultra in it and it's going to have non user upgradable ram because the m2 ultra has got the unified memory on the soc hasn't it so uh, i think that's gonna yeah. That, yeah they'll wheel something out well no they won't wheel it out because that's an optional extra isn't it so yeah so the, the, the mac pro well i mean i was never going to buy one anyway but uh, and it was a kind of an exciting thing to behold when the first one came out but yeah i don't think that's going to be exciting what else is there i mean there was some talk about like a 15 inch macbook air wasn't there i don't know whether that'll happen yeah, the, the 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 murmurings about that are ramping up a little bit. That again, that's not a particularly exciting product. It's interesting because who's asking for it? What? Why would they bring that out? And I, I quite I quite like the idea of having a bigger screened uh, MacBook MacBook of some kind that doesn't weigh as much as the sixteen inch MacBook Pro because you you know my my issues with mine. It's just too heavy for most things and too big and and bulky. Um, so that's that's relatively interesting, but. Again, it doesn't kind of, I don't know, it's, it's not jump up off your seat and cheer interesting, is it? Um, I just think this mixed reality thing, whatever this is going to be, there's, there is the chance that nothing will happen this year with that. These are still rumours. We have to kind of be careful with that. But if, let's say, it is going to happen, it's going to be fascinating, I think. And it's going to be interesting to see if it's another you know, an Apple Watch thing where Tim Cook allegedly rushed that out, worrying that there was no next big thing happening. So let's get the Apple Watch out as soon as we can when it wasn't ready at all. Again, these are all kind of here. So I read a book about this um, last year and the suggestion was that Tim Cook rushed it out, even though Johnny Ive was saying it's not ready. Don't do it yet. Um, the concern with this new reality headset thing is that it might be in the same position. Who knows? 
complete speculation. But if that does happen, again, selfishly, that's great. That's a great thing to talk and write about and you know, publish videos on. But not so great if you buy one and it's crap and costs three grand. Yeah, I, th- I, I suspect it'll be prohibitively expensive for most people so that you won't get that. It'll be your, your diehards, your tech enthusiasts, your YouTube channels, that kind of it'll, I think it'll be priced such that only the kind of people that are going to make interesting content about it will be able to afford it or would consider spending that much yeah. on it because you'd need to get some kind of return on investment because the actual product is it's going to be, you know, first gen, like everything first gen, the first iPhone. I mean, in hindsight, it was rubbish, wasn't it? The first Apple Watch was rubbish. The first yeah. iPad was rubbish. The, the it, It's going to be rubbish. <laughs> it's just all going to be rubbish. It's going to be it's going to be a rubbish year. We might as well not make any more episodes of this. We might as well wait a year and come back in January yeah. 2024. Um or maybe not though because there is going to be a new season of Ted Lasso. It's been it's filmed, isn't it? It just hasn't got a release date. So yeah. yeah. And Severance. Yeah, I've got a confession to make about Severance. I never finished it. So we started watching it and then I think we got to within two or three episodes to go and stopped watching it i can't quite remember why i think it's one of those things where i was enjoying it more than jen was and then stuff i suppose we had a baby that might be what happened um and we kind of <laughs> forgot about it um and then i started hearing about this last episode and everyone's saying oh, this, that's just the most amazing thing ever and now i want to go back and watch it but i just i haven't done it yet so yeah i suppose if there's if season two of that is coming out this year that will give me the impetus to go and finish oh yeah that no, was superb telly severance i enjoyed it from what i saw of it it was great so is that it that's the the most exciting things that apple are going to put out this year are a couple of tv shows we think yeah and a pair of eye goggles because we because i mean we're not going to see anything that justifies the existence of apple silicon powered ipads m2 powered ipads are we and the micro led displays we've given up on that i've given up with that rob i've completely yeah totally given up with that have you have you even not not even been curious curious enough to try DaVinci Resolve on an iPad? I am curious, yeah, yeah. I might get more curious depending on what happens this year with Apple. If they, if they are if it is a real non-event in terms of iPad stuff and Mac stuff, then that gives me the excuse and probably the time actually as well to to have a go with that because um, I, I won't lie, it looks it looks pretty good from what I've seen of it, from what I've seen of other people using it and demonstrating it. It looks um, quite impressive. It just annoys me that it's not Final Cut Pro, but I won't go into that because I've bored everyone with, with that enough. And then there's this sort of, I mean, there will be an iPhone 15. There's some sketchy rumours that there might be an iPhone 15 Ultra with a titanium frame. I don't know much how much I believe that. And I've also heard that there, there's some sketchy rumours about like a periscope camera might be on whatever the flagship iPhone is. Yeah. That'd be quite cool, I suppose, maybe. I think that's probably nailed on because I think that what they're going to do, they're going to apparently again move the 48 megapixel camera down the range, put it across all of the iPhone 15s. So then you, you would need something then to differentiate the um, the Pro and Pro Max, wouldn't you? And that would make sense, the periscope lens, because it is the only flagship phone, I think, or one of the only, that doesn't have a, a decent uh, zoom range, a 10x or a 30x. It tops out at three, doesn't it? I uh, want USB-C. Is this year going to be the year we see USB-C? Yeah. You think? It's got to be, hasn't it? The EU have said so. Well, is it this year? Or no, it's next 24. It's 2024 is the deadline, isn't it? But um, it's it would make sense to do it this year, wouldn't it, just to be safe? Then, well, also in 2024, you've got all of the... They're, they're going to have to open up to third-party app stores, aren't they? That, is that yeah, next year? I think that's... I mean, they'll fight it till the bitter end. And I I kind of agree with them. Because the whole reason I would recommend an iPhone to my nan is because she can't sideload some nasty thing by mistake. Yeah. It feels like a mistake, doesn't it? It does. It would have to be so explicitly opt-in. I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll manage it in a very Apple way, but I, I quite like the walled garden. I feel safe in it. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. Yeah, and the older you get, the more you appreciate that. I think when you're a bit younger and a bit carefree, you're quite happy just to to mod stuff and build your own PCs, and you know you don't care too much about the fact it doesn't, it doesn't work properly because you've screwed it up. Um, but yeah, the older you get, I don't know if it's, if it's the same for you, but I, I just these days I just want it to work, and Apple is very good at that, as we know, generally speaking. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I can think of lots of things that I would like Apple to do that I just know they won't. I'm going to bang on about the HomePod with a display again because that comes up every time. I just, I want one. Um, and, you know, if they're going to bring back a big HomePod, why not also like a, a Home Sub and allow you to build out a 5.1 surround system using HomePod branded products? I would seriously consider binning my current 5.1 setup and going with that. It, uh, yeah, they could take my money straight away. They, with that. They but they do won't that. do it, will they? It's very unlikely. We're not going to get Apple Card here, are we? No. Oh, no. and like allow you to use AirTags as ultra wideband beacons for you know really, uh, really like granular um, geofencing, like you know indoor geofencing. Effectively, I can think of lots of things mm. that I would do with shortcuts and automations, where if I could repurpose an air tag as a beacon that would make stuff happen when i was within a certain proximity of it that would be super cool it would more useful than the thing that they're actually sold for in my what opinion they are, no. um so yeah so that's probably not going to happen either the other thing with air tags just very quickly i think because a lot of people bought them when they were first launched we, we must be reaching that point now where everyone's getting the low battery messages I've had, I don't know if, have you got any air tags? No, so I, I, I was, at the time that they came out, I was fully set up with the other one. What are they called? The, who were the established oh, yeah. player in that field? Oh, what are they called? <laughs> it's bad, we can't, that says everything, doesn't it? The fact we can't remember who, what they were called. Um, oh, what was the name? I, I genuinely can't remember. Can't remember. Tile. tile. I had tiles everywhere. Um, but as as the batteries ran out on those, I just haven't bothered replacing them, so I, I don't even have tiles anymore. Well, I think, my, my point being, I think the um, the AirTags are, are reaching that point now where they are starting to run out of batteries. And if anyone's like me, I just can't be bothered to replace batteries. It's I just I can't be can't be asked. Um, so mine are gradually starting to die. So I think we're, we're living in a world now where air tags are gradually dying off it's like a, a species that is gradually declining because everyone bought them at the same time and then everyone everyone forgot they existed and because apple doesn't promote them at all they, they spent about a week promoting them once they first arrived um no one no one bought them afterwards which means yeah it's, it's just a it's a dying race unfortunately it's, it's going oh and the, the other thing i'd like to see that they won't do is remember in the olden days right your zx spectrums your atari sts your amigas you used to have the computer in the keyboard yes you know if you've seen a teardown of a macbook air or a mac mini the 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 gubbins is tiny such that it could actually fit in a Mm. in a magic keyboard i would like to see i would like to see uh i don't know what they'd call it but yeah why why (laughs) a zx mac (laughs) i would I genuinely, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I think, I think. I'd love a tape deck as well. Put a tape deck in there. So you have a to. Thermal, a thermal printer with silver paper. I'd love to have to load Logic Pro and Final Cut Pro and wait 40 minutes for it to load. I think we might have to end it there, Rob. We're, we're over time. Um, there was other stuff on here. The, the only other thing that I wanted to pick out was um, under your plans for 2023, and that the very last item is try not to buy anything yes now i wonder if i can hold you to this anything well, uh, i mean unless it unless unless something breaks tech related i don't think i need anything okay i think we should see how far you get before i mean because in fairness if apple does have this kind of sort of year there's a very good chance you won't feel inclined to buy anything at all samsung you know who knows um Beyond that, you've like you say, you've got your headphones that you you, you don't want to spend another, another penny on headphones after you've got your your super expensive pair last year. No. So um, let's see how far you get. I think we should do, have, have a little. Um, <laughs> I might I might spend a penny on the Withings U scan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you until the next show, and you'll have bought something. AirPods Pro two. Cringing. <laughs> I, I want to so badly, but. I can't justify it. I can't justify it. My current ones are fine. I don't. I don't need it. Oh, and Jen's got hers up on the webcam. It's not fair. <laughs> Everyone's. We should say actually that uh, as we got towards the end now that we do have people from the Discord server joining us these days. So we, this is all um, recorded over Zoom, and we, we've started inviting the Discord uh, crew, as I refer to them, onto the uh, onto the call, and people do actually come on. So we've got an audience of four people now, which there was a couple of others who have since gone. 
maybe our stamps <laughs> talk killed them off. But um, yeah, so if we ever refer to people or, or, or you know things happening in the background, that's what it is. And obviously, if you're part of the Discord, it is me pitching myself again, Rob. It's, you haven't even said anything. If you want to join the Discord server and become a patron, you too can come and watch me and Rob sit here, and, and you'd witness Rob's backgrounds, which change every every two weeks. And this week's is out of interest. Is that a screenshot from the video? Well, no, it clearly can't be a screenshot from the video because it hasn't been published. I haven't even, <laughs> only I've seen that, haven't I? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long week. <laughs> On that note. I think we should um, sign off. Good plan. Go to bed. <laughs> See ya. Cheers, Rob.